This week, three. This week, three sides of the coin. Two hours, all about the A and E biography history special, and we tell it like it is. And we probably piss off a bunch of people, but we don't give a crap. Kiss. How perfect is this? <laughs> Kiss. Good job. This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things Kiss. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Hold on, I'm having problems. Shut up. I'm going to leave that into the intro. Please do. <laughs> Start it with that. And nasty. Want to get your official three sides of the coin logo and shocker tee? Now you can. We ship worldwide. Get yours online at shop.threesidesofthecoin.com. Hey guys, welcome to Three Sides of the Coin. You've actually got four, all four coins today which Mark and I thought we were just flying us again. We got surprised by the other two. And as you can see, the lovely Lisa Martini is literally driving as she's recording this. And we're not sure that's the best thing for her to be doing. Like I said, I'm not like holding the phone. I'm just, I'm just driving. And okay. when I can, when I can, I'll look at chance guys. And when I can, I'll. Don't look at the video. We don't want you getting into an accident while we are recording this because, first of all, we won't edit it out. And it's <laughs> totally grotesque. It's going up for everybody to see. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we know how you handle hummingbirds. So, listen. Yeah, I don't could, know. You, could you only imagine? Could you imagine? Really? Uh, so, no guests today, but that's fine because we're going to spend all episode talking <laughs> about uh the biography history series um but before we get to that uh who do you have any comments to read yes i actually do and put yes. a little enthusiasm into it at least make our listeners feel like you want to be here well i do i just i'm really sick right now Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I've got a whore. I, I about hit me on eleven o'clock last night, and I'm just like, uh, this feels like the kiss crud from the cruise. Um, so this is from the latest. Um, your guest you guys had on last week, Keith Roth. Yes, Keith Roth. And the first one, I love this. JJ, I love how y'all keep ragging on that fake magic book. It's well deserved. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving and never gets delivered <laughs> uh and then from ralph i agree with mark angel of retribution rules keith is a great guest don't fire him and then uh burnt virtue has said isn't this an old another old episode some people just don't pay attention yeah so not that we do, not not that we do a lot but um, here, I want to read one comment that came in on YouTube, which was so great. It's from Tales of a Kiss Geek. Thank you. You mentioned that there could have been kids that at the time Sonic Boom was their era. 
you hit the nail on the head. Sonic Boom came out on my 13th birthday. I was waiting and waiting for school to finish. When that bell rang, I bolted to the local HMV and bought it. They also came over here and played Dublin on the same tour. That was my first KISS show. So thank you for mentioning my KISS. Not many, many people bring it up. Mm. Tommy is my spaceman. Eric is my cat. Keep up the great work. Michael, Mark, Lisa, and who? <laughs> um, Tales of a Kiss Geek, first of all, we love the fact that you yes. understood the who joke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you're, you're, you are exactly spot on. Um, you know, kids discovered Kiss at any point in this 50 year, almost 50 year career they've had. And, you know, I discovered them when I was 12 years old. I can't, I can't forget what it's like for a 12 or in your case, 13 year old to discover Kiss for the first time as well. I mean, if you got the same feelings I did, that's all that freaking mattered. That That is so spot on. I know from experience, my son who obviously living in, under my roof, um, he, <laughs> He grew up with, with Kiss, and the first time he saw them was with Tommy and Eric. And I remember, and he, Tommy, Ian said this to Tommy backstage, he's like, and, and my son didn't get the irony. This is 100% true. My, my son said to him, I'm so, we were talking about the set list. And he said to Tommy, he's like, I was so glad to hear Shock Me. It's always been my favorite song. He, did he he didn't even equate that with you know what i mean it right. was just it was a kiss song right it was yeah. funny because i remember tommy get, shoot me a look and i'm like you're all he knows you know what i mean meaning the, the 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 concerts and stuff you know that's when he came in and that's what he gets and and trust it was so refreshing to hear that or to receive the text or the email that we got um, this morning from that uh, from that gentleman, that's exactly my son's experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's and, and you know what? There's nothing wrong with it. It's no the, different than the fans who came in. Oh God! With Asylum, exactly. who think Asylum's the best? Well, it, you know what? If you say it is, it is. Yep. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing less valid about their point of view than anyone else's. Yeah, you're no less a fan mm -hmm. because you discovered them on Sonic Boom. And not on Rock and Roll Over. I mean, let's be honest, you weren't even alive when Rock and Roll Over came out. How could you have discovered them? You were 13 years old when Sonic Boom came out. That, for most people, that 10, 11, 12, 13 is when you really start discovering music and stuff like that. So it it's just great to hear from people who say that because, you know, I try and keep a very open mind about it, but every once in a while, I, again, I've got to remind myself, remember, there's kids today. I guarantee you there was a kid who watched the KISS biography special on A&E, and that's how they discovered KISS. There's at least one person out there that that was their discovery of KISS. Yeah. And they're going to yeah. ask their parents to go to the show, and hopefully their parents take them, Yep. just like, mm -hmm. just like we did with yep. ours. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Um, any other comments you wanted to share, Tommy? 
No, but I do want to talk about Bruce. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get to Bruce in one second yeah. here. Um, we forgot to share this comment last week. Um, it was a comment that John Watkins had sent both Mark and I. Um, and for the life of me, maybe Mark, you can remember. I can't even remember. This was from a show like two or three weeks ago. I can't remember what the show was. I'm, I'm totally blanking right now. Um, but anyway... Uh, John Watkins comments. Good show, Michael. Just heard my name on the new three sides. And you were right. I was there in 79, but also my best friend was Tim Zuck. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Z-O-C-H, yeah. who was Hank's assistant before me. And there was little new crew. To oh, this is in relation in, re in relation to Sean Delaney's interview. That's yeah, what yes. this was about. Um there was little new crew tur crew turnover when I came on in 79. So I knew many of the old guys and between what Tim told me, Hank told me, Paul Chavera told me, Gene was a terror way before Dynasty. Kiss was never crew friendly as in they rarely gave the crew credit for their contribution, but we understood this. Our job was to make them look bigger than life so if the pyro overpowered what was on stage or a kid thought anything but Gene is a fire-breathing God, then we would have failed. It was never supposed to be our place in the spotlight, which is why Hank Schemmel got so little of the innovative credit he deserved. By the way, Ed Leffler also controlled who gave interviews. Ed Leffler was Van Halen's manager also controlled who gave interviews and who spoke on stage for Van Halen, mm -hmm. mostly because Al was an idiot. Now that, that was direct relation to when we were talking about how they didn't let Peter Chris yeah. do interviews. interviews. And, yeah. and that's what we were talking about, Bob, Michael. We were talking about how hearing from people like John is so refreshing, people who were there. Yep. And they can tell you how and why things were unsanitized. You know what I mean? That that is so important to the kiss story now. And that was, you know, in relation to Sean, you know, and if anybody's been reading John's uh, excerpts uh, online and, and his book is just going to be, oh, my God, incredible. that's going to be the crew member book we've actually been waiting for that you've wanted. That's going to be the book you wanted. Um, but, you know, refreshingly, John, John's memory still sharp as a tack and he goes into to minutia he's not, he's like not, he's detail. not afraid to tell it like it is. Yes, yes. And that's what we're talking about. That's the kind of thing. Um, actually, I wanted to, to, to uh, hook the train here to the um, to the history thing, because I wish they would have reached out to people like John because I'm pretty sure, I, I know I did, I passed that information on, um, you know, to the producers. Um, not just, John, I, I would have liked to, and, and again, we're going to talk about this in depth, but I was, I was hoping to see Lydia. I was hoping to see people like John and Fritz, people who are still alive, who were there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I would rather have had them, although I did, look, I thought Dave Grohl and, and, uh, and Tom Rowe, I thought they did a fantastic job. But um, and, and as we will get to, um, I, I would have I would have liked to have seen more faces who were there. 
that's yeah, all. true. True. You know, one of the things I loved about um, John's comment to us was how, you know, the crew knew it wasn't about them. The spotlight wasn't on the crew. They aren't the ones getting credit. And, you know, I've, you know, having been in this business for so long, that's, first of all, I would say most people behind the scenes know that's what it's about. Your job, whether you're Doc McGee or whether you're the guy cleaning up the chairs and picking up confetti at the end of the night, your job is to make the artist, the rock star look great. That's it. They will always be front center, the most important thing. And when a manager starts wanting or a crew member or somebody else wants to be as big a star or get the credit, in my opinion, that's the time to let them go because you are always behind the scene. Your job, the whole music industry's job is basically one thing to make that band, that musician look fabulous, sound fabulous, be bigger than life, whatever it is. And you're getting paid to do that job. So that's your job. I mean, frankly, your recognition is the fact that you're getting paid. And, well, and I think it's actually even, it's even cooler the fact that a lot of crew members get recognition, especially in tour books. When you go in the back of a tour book, sometimes in live albums, you know, you'll see the listing of everybody who was involved in it. That's more recognition than somebody's going to get because they were on the assembly line building some, you know, Chrysler or something like look that. Look how legendary someone like Night Bob is. Yeah. If you're into rock and roll, man, if you're, and I'm, I'm not just talking kiss, I'm just, if you're into rock and roll, you know who that guy is and you know how important he is and how important he was to the scene, especially in the, in the, in the seventies, he was a go-to guy, you know, but, and, but, uh, but, but night, night, Bob wasn't sitting there going, Hey, I need kiss at the end of the show <laughs> to say, and thank you very much for providing sound night, Bob, you know, no. That's they understand that's not what's going to happen. And, and again, if they think that's what's going to happen, that's probably when when managers and bands say bye bye. You're not the star. Nobody's buying a concert ticket to come see a road crew member. Well, if you look back in Kiss's history, um, a coin used not only that philosophy with the crew, he used it with one of the opening bags bands. One who became huge. Kiss was getting a lot, way too chummy with Rush. They could have continued touring. It was a great package. The guys got along great. I still think, and unfortunately, Bill's not here to, to say anymore, but Ace liked to party, and so did uh, so did Alex <laughs> uh, Lifeson. And, and I think he saw them, you know, maybe I should separate this. And I, I think... All rightfully or wrongfully, I don't know. I, I wasn't, I, you know, I certainly wasn't in the uh, rock and roll tour management position. I wouldn't even know what that kind of stress is like. But, you know, what we heard from the original road crew, maybe a coin thought, you know, getting new people in, fresh blood in was going to make, you know, separating the band from that. He, maybe he thought that that was going to make things bigger and better. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying I agree with it. 
but a coin was doing what a manager is supposed to be doing. And if, you know, and as we get into the, the, to the history doc, as soon as the band didn't think he was doing his job, what did the band do? Yeah, it's no different. Yep. Yeah, it's no different. Well, and, and it's all, you know, and let's, let's be honest. It wasn't just that he wasn't doing his job for kiss, but he was all of a sudden, Oh, Bill a coin with Billy Idol and Bill a coin with stars and Bill a coin with Manowar and Bill a coin with all of a sudden Bill a coin was becoming very famous. Just Bill a coin. And you know, I, again, I've always said if a record label president is more popular than the artist on his label, there's a problem there. The most famous people should always be the bands, the musicians. Everybody else is behind the scenes. Hopefully you're being compensated very well to make them look that way. So, thank you know, thank you, John, for just, you know, adding that insight from somebody as you said mark who was there in 79 who can speak to it honestly yep um tommy you wanted to share some news about bruce yes um so for all of you that are not aware yet bruce is coming over to my house on the 9th of july it's a friday so it will be later in the week when you see this next week um to do a live auction at Kiss Live Auctions, which is the Facebook page. You can join for free. You can view the auction for free. He'll be answering questions and just having uh, a really nice chat, essentially. But you don't have to spend any money to no. just watch the video and listen to Bruce. Yeah, and you can ask a question, like I was saying. But you can also have items signed and personalized. And this is like a specialty asylum thing. And he's going to be signing... Um, a couple of my photographs. So one of them oh, is sweet. And um, so what you're going to do is go to fanhq.com. That's Sean's um, store. They're the ones who are presenting this and we are essentially supporting it. So I'll be there to host the evening with Bruce, along with a couple of the other guys that are always at these auctions. But here's the important part. And I mentioned this before, guys, if you want to be a part of this, you have to go to Kiss Live Auctions on Facebook and you need to join. It's a free membership, but they're going to ask you some questions to make sure you're an actual Kiss fan. And then you will be added to the group. And you just essentially go to that page on the 9th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central. And just the link will come up. It'll be right there for you. Just click on it. You can join and you can type questions and interact with us. We're going to have a really great night. And Bruce is really excited to be here and you can get some stuff signed. So please, we'd love to see you be a part of this. Yeah. And Tommy, he's, cool. playing, he's playing with Graham's Funk right around. Is it the next day or the next day? Yeah. Right? The next there. night he's playing with the Grand Funk in uh, Chippewa Falls. So he's coming in an early, a day early to do this. And uh, like I said, it's all sh set up through Fan HQ, Sean. And um, I said, Sean called me up. He said, do you want to host it at the bar? I said, hell yeah, absolutely I will. So um, Bruce is like. Is, is Bruce going to feed oh. the horses? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's going to feed the horses. He has to. You he has to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we'll let the horses poke their head. I, you should have him autograph the horses. That would be funny. Oh yeah, that would go. Make really them worth well. even more, and then you can auction the horses. You know, I like that. Yeah, I'd love to auction the horses. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, guys, please tune in. We would love to see you there. We want as much support for Bruce as we possibly can get. Like to Michael's point, you don't have to buy anything if you don't want, but there's going to be some really cool other auction items for sale. There's a new bobblehead and some really cool stuff. So don't miss out. It's on the 9th, which is Friday, um, 9 p.m. Eastern time, two hours long. Please, kissliveauctions.com. Anyway, and to piggyback on that as well, Bruce is starting his tour this Friday, which will be already passed next week. But, you know, check out Graham Funk's tour page and, you know, yep. go see him when he comes out because, you know, yep. they haven't played in 15 months. So, you know, go out and support the music that you love, you know? Mm -hmm. That's great, too. That exactly. Yes, no, it's wonderful. And so we want you guys there. And I can't tell you how many people I've had to tell it. I'm like, dude, you can't come over to the house. You know, this is... <laughs> It's yeah, are, do you have security mm -hmm. there? Uh, yeah, we'll have the driveway roped off, you know, because we'll have the horses up, you know. Because um, they'll fight yes. their asses if they try to. Exactly. So this is a, a fan event for the fans, and Bruce is kind enough to do this. So like I said, I really want as many people there as we can get. Awesome. So uh, let's get into history the biography show on a and e that um this is being recorded on a wednesday as opposed to tuesday and it just finished airing a couple nights ago let's just do a round table discussion you know however you want to review it whatever your thoughts are whatever you want to say about it um let's just throw it out there and start talking about it who wants to go first? Who wants to kick it off with some thoughts? Well, that was an awesome show. We'll see everybody next week then. <laughs> um, all right, I'll, I'll get the ball rolling. So um, let me preface this by saying, I'm not necessarily gonna review everything, every moment, everything I saw in it because I told somebody on Twitter, I'm like, and you know, that somebody was actually Izzy, who's actually sitting out there right now waiting for us to call him so he can join us and give us his review. But sorry, Izzy, we have no interest. Um, <laughs> Somewhere he's going, God, that hurt. <laughs> um, we, we love you, Izzy. Um, I'm, I don't watch this stuff. And, and if this is how you do it, that's completely great. I don't, it, that's fine. But for me personally, I don't sit there and watch this stuff to pay attention and go, oh my God, I saw two seconds of a brand new photo I've never seen before. You know, oh, you know, that, that means nothing to me. That, that, you know, okay, that's cool. But I don't live for that sort of stuff. Um, I kind of watched this and my feeling of how I dealt with it was very much like the end of the road show I went to. I went to it as a celebration of KISS. Um, and, and I will start off by saying KISS this year has been in my life for 45 years. 45 years they've been part of my life. There hasn't been a year in that 45 years where I stopped loving them, liking them, however you want to describe it. So they're a real important part of my life. Um, so if you think my review, and 
the person who said this will know who I'm referring to. If you think my review is going to be nothing but a love fest, fuck you, loser. Just leave, okay? Because it's my life. It's my history with the band. And I'm going to review this and talk about how it made me feel. And I don't care how my feelings and my review makes you feel. I mean, that's just what it comes down to, okay? So these are, it, you know, I will. we joke all the time that, oh, yeah, Gene and Paul are paying us. Nobody has given us any cues to do anything here, all right? We didn't even get advanced copies of the show to watch, to review. Like, I, I don't have A&E because I cut my cable. I went to Amazon Prime and I paid $2.99 an episode so I can get it. That's how much I wanted to watch it. So I will tell you what I think. Um, you know, if you are going to be watching this, and this is what's been really busting my balls over the last week or so, to waste your time to do nothing more than complain that that's the wrong bit of facts. The history was a little off there. Oh, my God, they used the wrong photo when they were talking about this era. All I can say is, fuck the haters. We won. You know, if you're going to hate on this, I don't care again. So I'm just laying it all out there for you. I don't give a flying rat's ass about what anybody else thinks about what I'm going to say. I loved the shows. The fact that there were two two-hour specials, nearly 50 years down the road as a KISS fan, fuck yes, that's great. Absolutely fucking fantastic that 45 years after I first discovered this band, I'm sitting here watching a major network, A&E, air four hours about a band I freaking love when 45 years ago, I would stay up to watch 30 seconds on PM Magazine you know, sorry, I absolutely love this. You know, I've been a fan long enough to realize Gene and Paul's version of history has holes, has been revised. It's been that way for your entire life as a KISS fan. If that shocks you, you're not paying attention. So I don't care. I really don't care. I mean, that's not important to me. This was... To me, this was also not a show that was created for the four of us. They didn't create this for diehards. They created this for the millions of casual fans out there. Uh, us diehards, yeah, we know everything about this band. We know photos. We know video. We know everything. We know the history. We don't need to watch four hours again and, and learn about it because we know it. This is for, you know, the people who go to the end of the road tour and it might've been their first Kiss concert. And now they're gonna go, oh, wow, I didn't know all of this about Kiss. That's who this was made for. So I understood that, but this really made me proud of the band. I was proud to be a fan. I was proud to have my little bit of history of being in the Kiss world. Um, 
I just smiled the whole time through. I was just like, this was so good. And, you know, if I'm going to have one real complaint to Ace and Peter, you fucking blew it. I'm sorry. You fucking blew it by refusing for whatever reasons. And we're not, I'm not, not going to get into it, whether it's legit or not, to not be part of this. I mean, this is four hours wrapping up what made you what you are. And if you didn't want to be part of it, you know what? It just goes along with how much that makeup meant to you guys. Nothing because you sold it off. So screw it. I, I don't care. I mean, I'll still love them because they're kiss members, but I think they made, they, they made the wrong choice. They can make whatever choice they want, but I think it was wrong not to be part of this. Um, I'll, let me just end it there and I'll let you guys start yours as well. So whoever wants to go jump in and go, go for it, Tommy. There's a lot of things I have to say. <clears throat> First off, I agree with everything you just said. And I also want to make the remark that for all of you people that are always pissing and moaning and whining about how kiss never gets any respect and that this and that and all that, tell me the last time other than the Beatles that you knew of a band that got a two-part four-hour special devoted just to them. If that doesn't tell you what their impact is on music, I don't know what's going to. I loved it from beginning to end. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I expected nothing more than what I got. Um, I knew nothing going into it. We didn't have advanced copies like Michael had said. And there was a few things I learned that were new that I didn't know. But more, off, <clears throat> more than anything else, um, I am one of those people who I'm not watching for the photos, but I notice the photos and I notice the footage. And it's very interesting to me um, that they're still digging up pieces that I've never seen before and adding it to this. And I was very struck also with the quality of the Paul Lind footage. Yep. That was unbelievable. Uh, but I thought the story was great. I, I enjoyed all of it. it. It kept me entertained. And like Michael, I smiled all the way through it. I was very disappointed that Peter and Ace chose not to be a part of it because I think that that's part of why there are holes. And I don't think you can necessarily blame Paul or Gene for any of that because it's like anything else. Everyone that's in a building together when something happens is going to have a different memory of it. And their memory of it is going to be different than Aces or Peters or whoever was in it. I felt that they, they gave a, a fair amount of time to each one of the people who passed through this band. I liked that they had Tommy and, and Eric involved as well as Bruce. And it was just a really fun, interesting story of the history of the band. And, and so I guess I, I'm going to sit down and watch it again. I really enjoyed it. I, you know, I figured it would be good, but it was much more <clears throat> of a history than I thought it would be and a lot less concert footage and more talking, which is what I wanted. I really liked that conversation that Gene and Paul were having throughout the whole thing. Sitting yes. Up. I, 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 I would add that might be my favorite part of the whole thing was when Paul was on the couch and Gene was on the chair and they were just talking. Yeah. Give, give me two hours of just that. That's that was exactly. so 
unexpected, so special. To your earlier point about the footage, yeah, I noticed it. I didn't care one way or another, but I want to give full hats off and credit to the band KISS for digging up all of this video footage. You guys did an amazing job digging up all the video footage, all of that buried, long lost footage. KISS, hats off to you. Yeah, and it just was a treat to watch and to see the two of them sit there and have that conversation. Tommy, you muted. Yeah, I don't know what happened. There was just something really <clears throat> special to me about them sitting there and having those discussions. There was something just special about it. It was personal. Yeah, I would love to see all of that uncut. That's what I was going to say too. If you notice when they were talking and their body language, yes, and and they and they weren't, um, and you know, and, and you, I'm sure everyone noticed Paul didn't have shoes on. Yeah. To me, that showed him in a different in a different environment. It was almost like a little bit of symbolism to me, where you always see Gene and Paul in their makeup and they're always dolled up in their Perfect. fancy outfits. And in this in that situation, Paul was in jeans, no shoes. And it was just such a casual, relaxed environment. It was almost like they shed all that and sat down as in, in a in just a conversational environment, which I thought was spectacular. I don't know if anyone else noticed that too. I mean, everyone was like, look, Paul got his shoes off. Yeah, but there's a lot of symbolism there. To me, it was. Yeah. You know, it was taking taking that off and, and just being themselves. Lisa, which... put your hands on the steering wheel, please. <laughs> <laughs> Ten and two, ten and two, ten and two. Ten and two. No, no, yeah, you, 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 yeah, you guys were 100% right on that. That was, again, that was so unexpected. I didn't, you know, of, of course, I'm sure that was planned out and there was some scripting going on there, but it didn't feel like the scripted stuff like you would get from Kiss Exposed and all the other videos where, yes, we've got to be made up perfect. And I got to have great shoes on and I got to have my pants right. I mean, the other thing I noticed about Gene was if you notice like, you know, he had his rock star boots on, but his leather pants were hiked up so high that his pants were socks. above his, you could see his <laughs> socks at the top of his boots and you could, his ankles. I'm like, so not rock starish. It was very much like Gene and Paul on a Saturday afternoon were having a barbecue and they just happened to be sitting there chatting and reminiscing. That's what it felt like. And, and he didn't have his sunglasses on either. Yep. Yep. So whoever, no whoever orchestrated that, that's a major win. That was very cool to whoever put that concept together. Yep. I agree. Anything else, Tommy? Uh, no, that was the main, my, that was my main takeaway. Okay. I really enjoyed it. And I, I felt that it was very well balanced. I, I haven't been online because I was at Country Fest over the weekend and early this week just trying to recover. Uh, my question back to you guys, especially you, Michael, because you monitor our stuff all the time. Is there a bunch of people pissing and moaning about this? Oh, I mean, in general, what do you expect from KISS fans? There's always going to be a chunk of KISS fans who are literally just pissing and moaning. I mean, there's some fans that are pissing like, oh my God, Paul's got his feet on the couch. How gross is that? It's like, it's, it's, it's his freaking house and his couch. Are you serious? But let's, let's be honest. There's probably been a lot worse done on that couch than just him <laughs> sitting there with bare feet. 
So, mm -hmm. you know, yes, I mean, KISS fans, I made a comment. It wasn't related to the biography series. I can't remember what it was last week, but I made a comment like, you know, KISS fans, they'll complain about everything. You could give KISS fans free tickets to any show they want, and they'd bitch about that. Somehow they'd come up with a reason to bitch about getting free tickets to a concert. So, you know, I've just gotten to that point where it's just like, you know what, you guys who act that way, get lost. I mean, you just are not, in my book, you're no longer fans. You're just looking to tear it apart, tear it down, find, oh my God, they skipped over this part of the history. You know, there were fans who were like, how could Tommy and Eric be in part one? They weren't even in the band then. And, and, and somebody was like, rightfully so, they were fans of that fans, era of the exactly. band and they were commenting as fans. as fans. So they brought oh, a perspective Lord. to it as a fan. Of course, then there's other people who, again, this illustrates just how stupid some fans are. Well, part one of the video series didn't even cover the 70s. I'm like, huh? what were you freaking watching? The whole what? part one was the, the 70s. 70s. That's it. I mean, what, what do you, I don't, you know, so yes, in typical KISS, I, I, I won't start getting derogatory, but in typical KISS idiot fashion, there's fans out there who just tear down that photo that would have been used or that video clip. Oh, I've seen that video clip a million times over. Why didn't they pull this part of the video? You, you could never please them. And Jesus. That's why I don't watch these things from that perspective. Thank God it's not our listeners that do that. Well, I'm sure there's some of them that are out there, but you know, yeah, I, I, we've, I, got a, we've got a really cool group of folks. I, folks I, I, may, I may eventually rewatch it for more details, but like that first time, it's like when I listen to a new Kiss album, the first time I'm not listening to take apart the guitar solos and the drum fills. and I'm taking in the whole music and the experience. And that's what I wanted to do here was just take in four hours and see how I felt. And when I was done, I, like I said, I love this and I was damn proud of this band. And the eight millimeter footage too, in the seventies, like on a train or a plane or that was freaking cool. That Lydia Chris's video footage that we've always wondered, you know, she had that's a camera, all. where's the video? It's there, you know, and that that gives you hope that there's more and and longer versions of this stuff out there. Um, I loved it, but you know what? Even if this didn't have new clips and new footage in it, I think it still would have been fantastic. Mark, I uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I guess I have a little bit of a a different take on it, and. Um, First and foremost, Michael, right after your original segment that you just did, I thought you should have done a mic drop. Yeah, mic drop. I, thought, I, thought, I was going to say thought, that same thing. I, I really thought you nailed it. Um, but to piggyback on that, um, being that this is a, a review, everything Michael said, I'm spot on. A um, couple things, and I said it earlier in the show, that I wish, and again, this isn't a, a nitpick or made it bad or whatever, but Hey, while we're talking about it, what what would I have, have liked to see if I could have magically changed things? Obviously, the Peter and Ace thing. 
honestly, I wish they would have spoken to Vinny. I don't care if that's a popular or unpopular thing. Um, he'd have something to say, whether Kiss fans or the or Gene and Paul liked it. And this is in no way an endorsement on Vinny for anything, for good behavior, bad behavior. But the he has history. He has history. He could add. A right. He was there, especially during one of the most the most turmoil. I mean, yep. he he lived it. I I thought at least reach out to him and give him even a 30 second soundbite, a, a, a new one. You know what I mean? And and while I while I'm on that, much like I said, I, I wish they would have reached out to John Watkins. And I wish they would have reached out or at least had Lydia on or, or Jeanette or, you know, somebody, you know, Dennis, Dennis, oh, well, guys, I would have liked, I would have liked to have seen that sort of stuff in lieu of Tom Morello or, 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 uh, but, but uh, we, but we all, we all know that, that Dave Grohl and Tom Morello mean a whole lot more to the average person who's watching this than they'd go. Who the hell and no disrespect john but who the hell is john watkins yeah M- michael that's where i was steering this then you have to steer this away from us us because a and e didn't make this for me us right. yep. didn't give a shit about the, <laughs> the people watching this podcast trust me they didn't do that they, they knew the four of us and everybody who listened to this show are going to watch this series regardless of who was in it. Correct. So they tried to make a informative and fun and exciting four hour documentary on a band that's been around for, you know, forever. Um, like Tommy said in his, uh, his analogy, spot on, man. Um, I, I didn't see the REO Speedwagon one that was four hours over two days. Yep. But I, I, I say this all the time, and I've said it on this show before. If we'd go back to 1982 and tell people that Kiss is doing a stadium tour in 2021 or doing arenas, and you couldn't pick, pe- you couldn't package Pat Benatar sticks in REO Speedwagon to play, you know, a shed. That's where we're at. People would have thought you were effing crazy if you would have said that in 1982 because nothing was more unpopular than Kiss. I know I was in high school in 1982, although I proudly wore my Kiss T-shirts and belt buckles. And fortunately, you know, I had a great group of friends and school was cool for me, but it wasn't cool. You know, did you have a T-shirt rotation back then, too? I did. Of course I did. You know, my my friends used to joke with my mom that when I was because I went to concerts constantly, they used to call it Mark school shopping for clothes because that's what all I wore were concert shirts. Mark, Mark, did you did you real quick did on the creatures era? Did you catch that little bit from Paul when they were talking about the creatures era, where he basically blamed the new characters? Yeah, for 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 the unpopularity of Kiss, and I'm like, no, I mean, yes, we were disappointed that Ace Frehley wasn't there. But it's it, that wasn't that was not what was unpopular about Kiss in 1982. Correct. I, I thought I thought that was I a bit revisionist. Was, yes. Yes. Hey, and whatever. There were, there were a few. There were certainly a few things. But again, we noticed 
Actually, nobody if else you're is. A&E, though, you're worried about this, not this. You yes. know what I mean? Yep. And and that's and that that's what was going on there. I will tell you, like I said, I, I thought they knocked it out of the park. I thought it was excellent. It was edited wonderfully, beautiful, great to see some of that uh, unseen footage and some of the photos. Um, I thought Tommy and Eric added a lot to the story, especially how, you know, that just that uh, God, what's uh, what was the the movie, the rock star movie where they, they, they literally went from the audience. Oh, yes. Yes. Being from, in the, from, from, yep. I, I, I love that aspect of it. And um, I thought Bruce knocked it out of the park. I thought he did a great job. I thought his contributions were fantastic. Um, all the way around, you know, I, I thought it was great. But again, like I said, a few minutes earlier, had I had my way, those were some of the things I would have, I would have liked to have seen in there. But again, it ain't about me. It's, 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 they, they did what they needed to do, meaning A&E, and they knocked it out of the fucking park. Yep. Yep. Lisa, you're up. Can you drive and talk? I can drive and talk because I'm in traffic and a lot of it. <laughs> um, God, I'm right in the city of Atlanta. Like, can't get any more traffic heat than this. Are you on I-75? 10 and 2. I am on 7585. I, I know that. I know that. I, man, when I used to drive to Florida, that's Shit. crazy. Shit show. Shit show. Well, that's the lovely I'm... Lisa, let's go, baby. Let's go. All right. So, um, you know, kind of what you guys said, you know, it's, it's like this, that whole show was really to be for the masses of people, right? So we always talk about, you know, how much we would love to have deep cuts and a kiss concert and hear this song and that song. But for the average Joe that goes, they want to see, they want to hear rock and roll all night and the standards, right? So kind of the same thing with this. It's just scratching the surface of the band, which which in, in terms of part one, we all kind of knew that kind of thing. The one thing I thought was interesting, again, said besides the fact that I love the conversation aspect with Gene and Paul. I was unaware that Bruce tried out after Ace. Yeah, that was news to me. Now, I, yep, that's news to me. And it I mean and and Bruce's thing was like, boop, done. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I know. I I remember when that happened, I had to kind of stop for a second and go, wait a second. Is he talking because they came right out of the creatures era mm -hmm. section. And that was Bruce. And I'm like, is Bruce saying that in reference to when he joined the band? Or is that still in reference to creatures? Because I have never heard that Bruce Kulik yeah. ever, not, not only was he asked, but it sounds like he auditioned for Kiss. Well, let's I ask him at the was. auction. Yes, you've got you've to clear that up. Did I'll clear he that up. I'll clear it up. You, you, about an you, hour. Yep. Yeah. I mean that 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 was one of those things where I'm like, ooh, that little now. And again, as a diehard, we would have all sat there and go, wait a second, interviewer, back it up, yep, and delve into that. But the average audience member didn't give a crap about no, they're like, that. Okay, moving on. Now to that point, it sparked my next question: What have what would have happened if? They didn't pick Vinny and they chose Bruce. Well, Lisa, I think I think you just made a future three sides of the coin episode there. See, I mean, because as soon as I heard that, I, I, I watched I watched both parts twice. Okay. 
once. And then I, then I kind of like dug a little bit deeper and noticed some other things. But I thought, you know, how would that dynamic have changed? If Bruce would have, there would have been no Vinny and Bruce. Would Bruce would have, would he have stayed all the way through? Because, you know, Vinny was only there for that, you know, one little blurp and then he left and, and then there came the rotation of guitar players. But I thought that's, a, I wonder how that would have panned out. That makes a lot, it brings, it brings up so many questions because you're like, well, would he have still been the Egyptian warrior since? Would have Paul, they taken the makeup off earlier? Paul, Paul created the makeup for Vinny. So would he have just created the same makeup and put it on Bruce? Exactly. So how would I the albums have... Creatures might not have been any different because Vinny wasn't a band member. He was a co-writer on songs and he played guitar, but how would Lick It Up have been different? Yep, yep. Without Vinny's songwriting there. So I just thought that point, that part right there and the way Bruce said it, it was like, it was so quick. And I'm like, did I just hear that right? The way he said that. And it, I'm, I'm gonna find out. But, and, more, um, and more importantly- I think Michael answered the question though with, with what you said, Michael. They hired Vinny because on the next record, he wrote all but two songs. Yeah. I mean, I, that's that's why, I, you know, we joke about it all the time on the show. And that's why I say, did he save Kiss? He certainly, if you don't have songs, you don't have an album. And, well, uh, maybe one, in terms of songwriting, yeah. but. I, 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 I sit here and go, if, if, if it was Bruce instead of Vinny, would the question we've been asking for the last 10 years be, did Bruce Kulik save Kiss? Don't flip us off, Lisa. Now, Jackass is not, I'm letting him go and he's like sitting there. What the hell? <laughs> the big fucking Ford with shit in the back. It's like, like merge, person, merge. Road Rage Lisa. Road Rage Lisa. <laughs> now you gotta, now you gotta, and then, and then after they pass, you gotta look at them and be like, you know, um, I'm a very aggressive driver. But anyway, so um, I, I love that part. I, I thought that part two, I like part two a lot because I kind of, kind of knew everything that was happening in part one. But I think the thing that impressed me the most was that. When Tommy and Eric spoke about their time, because they were they were speaking about situations that were that they were kind of put into, but it might have been an uncomfortable situation. So, for example, Eric taking over for Eric Carr, right? That, like even he said, very poor situation. Here he is replacing someone who just passed away. How is he, how is he going to be received? You know, mm -hmm. so it wasn't he was like stepped into the into the drummer's seat and was like, "Hey, he had shoes to feel in, in, in a situation that wasn't ideal." I thought that the way he answered those questions were extremely eloquent, and he got his point across in in an excellent manner. Um, even to the reunion tour part, you know, obviously, you know, he invited Peter to partake in that in that unplugged probably full well knowing what was going to happen next um and how he handled that situation and the way he spoke about it i think that was the first time i ever heard him sp speak how i don't want to say hurt but how he felt he, yeah not disappointed just how he really felt in, in that situation i don't think i've ever heard him speak publicly about that um and i thought that was 
I thought that was extremely interesting and and commendable on their part. I mean, these, you know, here they are filling in for people, you know, for, you know, coming in after Ace and, you know, and not, you know, coming in after Ace, coming in after Bruce, all these people and, and having these feelings, right? Acceptance, um, how, they, how they were going to be received and all this. And, you know, I felt kind of bad for Tommy because, man, they, Ace and Peter treated him like shit. You know, I mean, how do you, you know, if you looked at some of that, watched some of that footage. Lisa. Uh -oh. Lisa. She's probably getting pulled over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cop is a three sides fan. Lisa Martini, the weather girl. Um, all right. So while Lisa's figuring out what's going on, um, you know, and I'm not going to, this isn't something that I'm complaining about in a bad way, but one of the things I noticed was they completely skipped over rock and roll over completely skipped over love gun completely skipped over alive too. they skipped Mike, over Mike, I, I i saw those kind of comments on live online and I, I they have the easiest answer for you you know who else always skips over those eras our show you know why because everything was great they well that, 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 that yeah that's what i was that's what i was getting to because then after i noticed that i was like well it seems that they're really having the discussion and focusing on periods of great change yes. and turmoil and upheaval which hey let's be honest that's a lot more interesting to the general public than, hey, we released Rock and Roll Over. It was just a great, solid album. Everybody <laughs> played great, and we went on to the next Hold one. On. Where's Gun. the drama? Where's the drama? And it shipped platinum, and we sold out everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> ex ex exactly. So, I mean, you know, is I, I, I would sit here and go, well, I, I didn't expect them to be able to hit everything. I mean... The fact that we got four hours meant they covered a lot more than they could have if this was yeah. a, a 90 minute show. Yeah. Guys, oh, yeah. guys we've, we've covered The Elder and Unmasked way more than we've covered Rock and Roll Over on this show. Other than saying it's a great album and we love it, don't change it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and it, it, it's also sort of like, why don't you do great coverage of Tommy Thayer, Thayer Eric Singer and Eric Carr? Because they're they've never done anything to piss people off. They're just great guys. Even, you know, I'll throw Bruce in. They're just great guys. It's not like they said something stupid or got drunk or hot. That's not who they are. So what are we going to talk about forever and ever on them? Um, but yeah, they, you know, they glossed over, they, they, they went right over those. They didn't cover Sonic Boom or Monster at all. They didn't cover any of the later tours. I mean, they, 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 kind of went to the farewell tour and then from the farewell tour they jumped to the end of the road tour again that okay i mean but what are you gonna say oh the, right, well, the nation also, tour was great because guess what they played deep sets okay next tour right and i also thought it was very interesting how gene admitted how uncomfortable and lost he was i've never heard him say that before early on in the lick it up tour you know well, and it's just it's nice to hear validation of what the perspective was as a fan because it's clearly he was uncomfortable well you know what else i i picked mm -hmm. up from gene was when they were talking about the initial departure of peter chris and ace fraley then eventually leaving gene came out and admitted 
he was part of the problem because he got addicted to ego, basically. And, you know, and I'm sitting here going, I don't know if I've ever really heard him admit that. I mean, to sit here and go, I'm going to take partial blame for the band falling apart because of my ego. Michael, there, there are two things that I, I forgot to mention. Um, one of them was something I, I really was disappointed that they did not focus on was the album deal when they had to kind of fake that, you know, Ace was because they needed three right. original members. I, I would have liked I would have liked some honest insight on that. That that was one of the only things that I'm like, oh, boy, I wish they wouldn't have glossed over that. Number two, and I forgot to, and it was funny because in my head, I rarely ever do show prep, but since I knew we were talking about this, and I said this before we were on the air, maybe that's when my brain didn't register. I wish they would have done this show after the last, I wish, I wish it wouldn't have aired now. I wish this four hour documentary would have been done two weeks, three weeks, maybe a month after they wrap up the final tour, because I would have. I thought, again, for as great as it was, I thought it was a little anticlimactic at the end. It's not to take anything away from the quality of it, but I thought that would have encompassed all KISS fans and the general public after it was over instead. Right. It would sort of been like the exclamation point on the career. Yes. Whereas I thought Gene getting emotional about it was very genuine. He certainly wasn't acting. Um but I, I would have liked to have, because trust me, I and I, he said this publicly. I think he's going to be a blubbering mess at the very last yeah. show, and and I would have, like I said, I, I wish this sort of retrospective would have been done. And who knows? Maybe they'll do one after. Well, I, you know, I we know. we we were chatting about this briefly um, in in Messenger, and uh, think about the fact that everything has been pushed back. 18 months because of COVID. If, if COVID wasn't here, and this is when it has always been planned to air, the final KISS show is going to be roughly in 21 days. The final KISS show was supposed to be July 2021. So this might have been planned because clearly they were filming stuff very early on pre end of the road here. I mean, this hasn't been filmed. These interviews are not from the last six to eight weeks. This is two years ago. Fresh interview. Mike, the, the original, the original air date was supposed to be last January. Okay. And, uh, you know, early on I was work when I was really heavily starting to, they were calling me daily about stuff. Um, that was with a different producer. So I mean, they, What's that? What's that, Tommy? Ding. Oh no, no, no! But seriously, but, but right, right there, that might be a big issue if they felt they had to change producers. Yes. Midway because, through. Yeah, it was a different guy that ended up finishing the project. But the original, the original air date was January of 2021. I, I, I know I, that for, I know I had, that for a fact. I had commented to Mark that I almost felt like the. It would have been so cool if at the very end of part two, they said, and here's where the final show is going to be in three months. You know, use that to 
announce and drop the bomb of the final show. I, I you know, I think it, what, what we ended up here was they had to get this out. Clearly, it's going to help promote the upcoming dates that are going to be happening in the U.S. Um, they couldn't keep sitting on this because you don't know. At, at this point, you don't know when the last show is going to be now. Right. Because, you know, and without getting into a whole nother rabbit hole, I mean, if they delay it just a little bit more, they'll be celebrating the 50th anniversary of Kiss. Now, how fucking cool this would point, that be? Why wouldn't, yeah, at this yeah, point, why, why wouldn't, wouldn't you? you? If you're that I'm close you. to it, if you're that close to it, stretch things out so you can get like the last Kiss show to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the band. Yep, and I'm hoping for some of those B-market shows. I really am. I think that would be spectacular. Yeah, yep. But but Mark, you're right. It, it, it felt like it just didn't gel with what's going on touring-wise and career-wise, but I kind of felt like that was another one of these things where it's like, well, I can't really complain about that because the last 18 months, everybody's career has been upended and release dates have moved and things have changed and at some point you just got to get the crap out so you can recoup your money well one of the what you just touched on we're going to switch gears here i mean i know you two didn't plan on this but i did want to bring it up today and it's nothing we've talked about um that <laughs> that end of the, the the thing for new year's eve we're still waiting i know i know um, I i've just seen saw... fans of questioning that yeah, I, I got an email recently about it. And then I, I uh, <laughs> now they're supposed to be giving us an additional something for waiting so long. I'll be honest, had I known that in, you know, it's going to be July tomorrow. Had I known at New Year's Eve that in July, I still wouldn't have got it. I wouldn't have ordered it. I mean, they, they you know, it, it's, it's, it's just been, and again, it, I thought it would be out by now. I thought they'd make a conscious effort. And there's, that's another thing. They're still saying, oh, if you, you know, if you're a gold member or you, and all that is, is like people like myself. And then there was people who spent even more money. Let me, let me let Lisa back in. Hope it wasn't an accident. And new dude. That's my best Canadian. New dude. Did all the other stuff show up, Mark, that you ordered? What do you mean? Well, wasn't there a whole pile of shit that you got with your thing? Oh, nothing. Zero. That's what, oh. I, that's what I'm getting. Nothing. Yeah, because you're supposed to get a, a shirt and all that other. Yeah. I, Lisa, yeah, you didn't have nothing. an accident, did you? Sorry. No, 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 no. My phone just took a, like a shit right on the, right in the middle of the thing. And I got a phone call and I tried to take the phone call and it fucked up the whole phone. Sounds Sorry. like Mark trying to do two things at once with his computer. It's true. Oh my god! I mean, literally, the phone like completely shut off. I was like, "Uh oh," because I'm not sure where I'm going once I get to the airport. Like, I don't know where I'm supposed to be. I was like, "Oh shit! I don't need to call the So sorry, guys. That's okay. Do you even want to hear the rest of my story? Yes, yes, yes. Please, please continue. We're just riffing, filling time. So continue with what you want to say. Okay. So, like I was saying, I think I was talking about Eric and Tom. Oh, about Tommy and how I thought he. I didn't realize just how shitty he was treated. And when I watched those, the, watched like the, some of the segments, you know, uh, Peter and Ace did not treat him like crap. You know, I don't know if you guys felt that same way or, but 
Well, you know then, why they did? Because he he was in good with Gene and Paul. He was a, he was a threat. To me, it was like he they looked he, at him like a threat. I I I've I've you know that became really apparent when they started showing the farewell tour footage. Yeah. There goes, there goes Lisa's video again. No, um, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still. No, here. your video is turned off. We don't have video for you. We we can hear you. Yeah. Um. It, you know, everything seemed okay during the reunion tour. Everything seemed okay during the reunion tour. Then it started getting a little worse during Psycho Circus, and then it really. Yeah, I know because I don't. I'm looking direction. It really. It really. It really shit the bed for the band, the farewell tour. And I've shared this before where, you know, I had, I had, um, you know, especially Peter, like, oh, Mike, you're a spy for Gene and Paul. When I was working with the band and I was out on the road, they were very cautious about doing anything around me because they truly thought I was a spy. Said it to me. <laughs> so imagine what they thought of Tommy. That's just so bizarre to me. You're, you're, you're someone that's there doing a job to help make them look great. Tommy was doing a job that he was hired to do. It, talk about paranoia. Not, 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 talk about not trusting a single person. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you're, you're, you're right, Lisa. I mean, uh, Tommy and Eric were amazing in, in part two. I mean, they're, 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 their words, their thoughts, their contributions. I thought it was great. I thought that they had a lot of lot of tough things that they needed to communicate about. And I thought they did it so perfectly. And, yes. I, and I was I mean, I was very proud of them because as you know, people get really nasty about them. And I thought that they handled themselves in that situation very, very well. So yep. there you yep. go. Anything uh, else? Um, and the fact that Ace and Peter did not want to participate, um, I thought that was shocking to the fact that um, how could you, this was your opportunity to, if you're going to make some men's, maybe work it all out, this was your opportunity to do so. What the shit is this? What, how, what the fuck you is this? That's Lisa's review right there. After watching biographies, she said, what the shit is this? There's a rainstorm. Uh, the other thing, too, that I want to say is how cool would it have been if Ace and Peter in that room with Gene and Paul? That Oh, yeah, that would have been amazing. Sitting around and reminiscing. You know, part part of me was was more disappointed because if you really, truly loved your fans maybe you hate gene and paul and that will never change but if you love your fans do it for your fans just get out there and do it for the fans that continue to support you and defend you i mean you know no nobody is going to do a deep fake video of peter chris and change the words coming out of his mouth i mean that's just not going to happen in something like this so it was it was disappointing that they weren't there, and I'm sure it's not going to be all sunny when people hear this. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. Well, you know, by, by, by by the way, you know that hmm. book author was involved in this. Apparently, he's got plenty of time to work on a documentary, but not on his book. 
<laughs> the dead guy? Anyways, uh, anyways. No, guys, no, well, you know what? Is- you know, real quick, related to that dead guy, I thought, you know, we had a little, we saw a peak of the, the long lost eye video. I thought the guy that sold that promised that he was selling the only copy of it. Apparently there's more than one copy out there. Yes, I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, somehow it, it appeared. Anyway, um, yeah, Mark Mark's, I don't know, you got to eat, got hockey, got something. Oh, it's game two of the Stanley Cup finals. Oh, who cares about game two? Who's Let me it? tell you, in, in the second night of uh, the second night on Monday, that was game one. My thumb was getting a fucking workout, man. Um, between dude, uh, dude, we do not need to go. Yeah. <laughs> don't please don't just leave it at that. It was a, it was a tough night on the remote, let me tell you. So, uh, well, so who's uh, playing tonight? Who's in the final? You're kidding. Every red I don't follow American hockey, knows. dude. No, I, I look, I've been in the country fest bubble. I don't know what's going on. Who, who? My beloved Tampa Bay Lightning uh, are, are playing um, the uh, Montreal Canadiens, and Tampa Bay is up one game to none. Okay. And tonight it uh, is, is game two, and I am so fucking pumped. So It's like basketball. You don't need to watch a basketball game until the last two minutes. Hockey, don't watch the Stanley Cup until the last game that's going to make the difference. Oh boy, look at the time. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I think all around we gave thumbs up to this. Were there things that could be changed and improved? Of course, there's always going to be, but we don't live for that. We, we have lives. We don't live to rip on shit, okay? And if this was a love fest, too bad you don't love anything. Look, seven eleven the general pasta. consensus of, of my friends that I've talked to, everyone's loved it. And, and yes. trust me, I don't get into the, like all those things you, you saw, I'm like, I don't even pay attention to that stuff. I, I, I just refuse to be part of the negative Nellies. It's not where I want to live. Um, my camera's going to go off for one second, so don't just so you know. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Mark. It's like, I don't know. I've, Life is too short to spend four hours watching something and then spend hours tearing it apart. Have they started ripping it on the cesspool? Oh, mm. yeah. There's countless threads, I'm sure, over there of tearing apart every bit of minutia that was <clears throat> revealed and discussed. And, you know, I know this and I know that. And they ripped uh, off my idea, that kind of thing. Yeah, they borrowed it from me. Um, yeah, I mean, thumbs up. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. You can get it on Amazon prime. Yeah. You got to spend like two bucks, three bucks. It it was five bucks for both. It was five bucks for two. There you go. It's well worth it. Again, remember it's four hours of kiss. It's a four hour kiss documentary. No commercials. It's wait a minute. It's not four hours. It's probably three hours and 30 minutes so let's make sure we say who's going to rip you for that oh screw them they're going to rip me anyway they're just going to rip me because i love this i mean it's like what am i supposed to do hate on this again as i started span's been in my life for 45 years i am not hating on them do i love everything they do of course not but i still love the band yeah 
and I am again, I will end with, I'm proud to be a fan. I'm proud that they made it to this point where they could have a four hour special. Cause Mark, like you said, back in 1982, could any of us ever imagined a four hour network documentary on kiss? Fuck no, we didn't know if we were going to see him the next year. So thank you. I mean, this was great. Your homework, pretty simple. Tell us what you thought. Yep. You can give us your review. If you want to tear apart the minutia, tear apart the minutia. I, we don't care. Just, you know, tell us what you thought about this. Did it make you love them more? Did it make them hate? Did it make you hate them more? That's your homework. Don't forget the Bruce Kulik auction, July 9th. So if you're watching this on a Tuesday, that coming Friday will be the auction. And all the information is on our Facebook page. So just look for the post and I'll repost again several times before that. We're, we're posting about it. Bruce is yeah. posting about it. It's, it's all out there. That'll be a blast. Um, and uh, man, we are close to confirming some couple of really freaking cool guests. Really cool ones. Um, but guests seem to change, especially now that careers are starting up again. All of a sudden, they're yeah. not easily and readily available. So we won't say anything. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe. If you're listening on Spotify, follow us, please, please, please. iTunes, subscribe. We're on Twitch. We're everywhere. Where? And you In know what? Bedrock. In bed. Twitch. And uh, we've been posting, not Tommy's photos, um, Chris. Oh, he's going to kill me if I can't remember. Chris Rangeloff. I think is his last name. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Kyle, Kyle was given some photos mm -hmm. from Chris and his brother, Mark, I believe, mm -hmm. um, of the Dynasty show in Bloomington, Minnesota in 1979. So we've been posting those. Some very cool shots, especially because they're back further and you can see the crowd mm -hmm. and you see the full stage. You can see the venue more. Different perspective than you're used to seeing when it's just close-ups on the band. Um, eventually, Tommy will get around to getting us some more photos. Mm -hmm. I will, I promise. Who? I will. <laughs> hey, oh. Uh, um, I'm so back, guys. Hi. Sorry. That, oh, Lisa, Lisa's going to be back just in time to cut our opening intro. Where's she going? Yep. Getting on I'm McDonald's? The car. Hold on. I'm getting all wet. Give me a second. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Hey, we knew this Three like Sides did that to you. This is ridiculous, honestly. This is a shit show. This, let me tell you, I, I'm gonna derail for a minute here. I, literally, it was sunny, and I got to this, but I couldn't see out my windshield. It we was need sunny to have, the whole way. We need to have Lisa driving more often. She's been really a talkative and and telling it like it is. Oh, Bruce is calling me. Bruce is there calling me. Oh yeah, ding ding. All right. That's it, everybody. Three sides of the coin. We'll see you next week. So you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks.